Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Brunch with Isome. I hope you guys had a great week. I know my week is going really well so far. It is currently Tuesday evening, 8.15pm. I'm not too sure why I always start these podcast recordings quite late, but that's just the trend that's been going on recently. I get this random surge of motivation around 7-8pm right before bedtime so we're just gonna roll with it and yeah let's jump right into this episode but before we jump into this week's topic remember if you want to be a part of the podcast all you have to do is email in your dilemmas or story times to brunchwithisome at gmail.com if you were here for last week's episode you know it got real juicy so i'm excited to see what this week's dilemma entails Just a little disclaimer, I am not a professional, I'm just a regular person just like you, so if you have any dilemmas or things you are seriously concerned about, please contact your general professional or a GP so you can get the help you need. But without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Starting with my peak of the week, I would have to say my sisters and my cousin came over to my house and it was a surprise visit and I was so grateful to see them and it was really fun because we went wake surfing. So on Friday we wake surfed and it was my first time trying a sport like that, like a water sport. Um, I've tried wakeboarding in the past, but I sucked so bad at it. Anyways, so that Friday, I literally couldn't even get up on the board. I was just face planting in the water every single time. And by the end of that boat trip, I was so disappointed in myself. I'm like, I'm such an athlete. How can I not do this sport? And it really irked me. So we decided to go boating again on the Sunday and I finally got up on the board If you wanted to see my first ride, I guess you could say, go onto my YouTube channel, Isome V, and you'll be able to see at the end of the video what my first ride wakeboarding looked like. So go and subscribe to the channel. You can see it in my most recent vlog. It was such a fun trip and we really enjoyed ourselves. As for my valley of the week... I would have to say seeing my sisters and cousin go home (laughs) and not being able to visit home with them. So yeah, it was nice to have them here. And of course, it was sad to see them go, but that's how life goes. Once you grow up, you don't live with your siblings anymore. And no one really prepares you for the life of just seeing your relatives on the holidays. Unless you live really close to your family, you're really only seeing your siblings and your cousins on special occasions. Growing up and life just happens so fast. One minute you're at home wishing you can grow up and do whatever you want and just to get away and live your life. And then the next moment you're doing all those things you wanted to do, but you're unable to go home as often as you'd like or you just live so far away from family and friends. So It's definitely bittersweet. I would have to say my peak was, of course, my family visiting and my valley seeing them leave. So I'm hoping I could see them sometime soon within the next few months, but who knows? I hope you guys are having a fabulous week so far. 
and I'm super excited to jump into today's topic of the week. We have another email submission from one of our listeners here on the podcast. Thank you so much for sending in your story time and dilemma. We always love to see some participation on this podcast. So again, if you want to be a part of the podcast, email your dilemmas and story times to brunchwithisome at gmail.com. Okay, so I have a few here that I have not read yet. So we're just going to choose a random email and read it together. So the subject of this email is short embarrassing story. Let's get right into it. So this is, let's call her Stacy. So Stacy writes, So during the recent Sephora sale, I wanted to order a few things, and I did. However, I did not use my account to order because my boyfriend's birthday had just passed and I wanted to get the free birthday gift. We totally understand when it's your birthday, you want to get all the freebies and the deals that you can. Get your Starbucks drink, get your Sephora deal, you know the drill. So I completely understand where you're coming from. So he gave me his account details and I logged in. Let's pause there for a second. How does your boyfriend have Sephora account details? Does he shop at Sephora too? Because props to him. Or maybe he just buys you things at Sephora. So that's why he has an account. But that is a good hack, ladies and gentlemen out there. If your partner doesn't use Sephora or, you know, those stores who give birthday deals, still sign them up. And then when it's their birthday, you go in and get yourself something nice. I like that. You are my kind of girl. I honestly have never thought of that before, but I don't even know if I'll even do that though because it's just so much effort, but good on you, I guess. Okay, so Stacy writes on, I had to change my name to his name because it was going to deliver to my house and no one knows about my boyfriend. Oof, I... That's opening a can of worms. That's opening a can of worms. So Stacy goes ahead and changes the name so no one gets suspicious of why is this strange man's makeup or whatever you bought at Sephora ending up at our front door. <laughs> okay, so reading on. So I go ahead and place the order. It arrives in a few days and I'm testing out all the new stuff I got. One of which was a Charlotte Tilbury pressed powder. Ooh, I've never tried that before. Honestly, it was nothing great, especially for $60, so I was going to return it. Oh, so thanks, girl, for letting us know it was not that great. Now, I'm probably not going to try it. I'm not super into pressed powder anyways, but thanks for letting the girlies know. Anyway, so Stacy goes and tries returning it to Sephora. Going on, she says, My boyfriend sent me a screenshot of the receipt from his email. And in brackets, she says, I don't know why I didn't just ask him to forward the email to me screenshots back in the day i feel like were so legit like i got receipts on receipts showing these screenshots but nowadays screenshots can be altered photoshopped and even iMessages can be altered really well so it's not as legit as an actual email which i can totally understand i go into the store to return it and the lady asks me what my phone number is i give her my boyfriend's phone number and she's like nope nothing so I guess now the account isn't pulling up on their system and you just look sketch. I was like, oh, maybe he changed it to mine. So I gave her my phone number and she said, nope, there was no history of this powder being ordered from these accounts. I asked her if I could give her an order number so she can pull it up in the system and she was like, nope. 
Okay, number one, why is she saying no to you giving the order number? She should be more than happy to help you solve this situation. Unless, of course, she's unable to access orders via the order number, which I can completely understand. But just saying nope is not really a good explanation to a customer. I don't know about you, but I've worked in a lot of customer service positions and customers aren't as interested in the facts on how you are unable to help them. They're more interested in the solutions you can give. So I'm not too sure why this cash register lady or the person at the counter is saying nope, like moving along or get out of here kind of vibe because that's what I'm getting from this email. I'm not really getting customer service. I'm not getting employee of the month. Stacy goes on to say, I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me get the email forwarded to me. She then said, I've seen a lot of these scams and it's not gonna work today. So she for real just thought you went into the store and is trying to pull a fast one on her. I don't even, I don't think I've ever heard of that scam before. I don't know about you guys listening, but I've never heard of people going into Sephora with legit looking products asking for a refund. I don't know how you would do that because you can easily confirm a purchase, but okay, so she thinks you're lying. That is so embarrassing. Anyways, Stacy goes on to say, I was so embarrassed. Which is completely understandable because I would be super embarrassed as well. I'm the type of person that if I purchase something and it's just not it, I will just take the L on the purchase rather than going back into the store and returning it. So props to you for having the motivation, confidence, audacity, you know, good on you for going into the store and getting a refund. But you're just trying to get your money back and that is completely valid. And who knows if there was another customer around or someone in the line behind you. At that moment, I would just be melting inside. Just imagining you standing at the counter with the receipt on your phone and the product and then the worker telling you that you're pretty much a big fat liar and that you're trying to scam to get a good deal. Oh my goodness, this whole situation just makes you cringe a little bit inside because I feel for you. I really do. I would hate that to happen to me or to anyone else. And side note, this is probably one of the reasons I like shopping online for things because you don't have to deal with delusional workers like this. If you want to return something, you just go to the email section or the contact section or if you want to buy something you don't have to walk through the aisles you could literally just scroll on your phone which isn't really good for social interaction i have to say but it gets the job done anyways so going back to the email she said i was so embarrassed i was like no it's not a scam i have a screenshot of the receipt and she's like, yeah, but you could have gotten that screenshot from Instagram or TikTok. Stop that right there. Okay, I'm not one to like conflict, but right there is where I'd be like, you know what? You're not embarrassing me today. You really think that I would screenshot something like this off of TikTok and Instagram, get in my car, drive over to this store, show it to you at the counter, just for $60. I don't know who in their right mind would think that whole trip is worth it, especially if they're not going to be using the makeup, but 
this worker is a little bit delusional. Maybe she's been scammed in the past, so I don't know if she has some sort of past experience with this, but it kind of seems ridiculous to me if I'm being honest. Who would go through all that effort for $60 of a refund? Well, not a normal person like you, clearly, and this lady at the counter is clearly not thinking you're normal. She thinks you're a scammer, which is... I could understand why it's embarrassing. Stacy goes on to say, I'm trying to contact my boyfriend during this time, but he was at practice, so obviously he didn't have his phone on him. And evidently, I started to panic, which, understandable. Imagine, have you ever been in the situation where you're at the grocery store and you're with your parents or whatever and then you're in the lineup to check out and then they're like, hold on one moment, I need to grab something from the aisle. And then you come up to the front of the line and then the cashier is looking at you while they're scanning all your items like, are you going to pay for this or who's coming back to pay for this? That is the exact feeling I'm getting while reading this email. So here you are standing at the front of the line with your Charlotte Tilbury press powder that you're trying to return, a cashier looking at you like you're a scammer, and you just scrolling through your phone trying to find more evidence that you did purchase this item and you are trying to return it honestly, and now your boyfriend's not even answering his phone, so you have no way of getting more, I don't know, receipts, more proof. So anyways, Stacy goes on to say, I'm probably a bright red tomato at this point. What are you supposed to do? Take the L and walk out of the store and then she thinks that you're an actual scammer? Or do you stand there and try fighting for your case? I don't know what's worse. I don't know what you guys would do. But at this point, I would probably step aside, try contacting my boyfriend. If he didn't answer, I would take the L and just return with him another day or another time just so... I'm not looking like a scammer in that store, but I don't know. It's kind of like a lose-lose situation all around. She goes on to say, I asked her if I can give her an email address and she was like, sure, but my boyfriend has three emails and I don't know which one it's under. Okay, so that's even worse because <laughs> you're telling the cashier, here, let me give you an email address. And then let's say you give her the wrong one at first. She's going to look at you even more like you're a scammer because if the first email doesn't work, you're just gonna be like, okay, try this one. The second email doesn't work. Okay, try this email instead. At what point do you just take the loss and just, you know, move on? I don't know. Props to you for trying all the avenues, girl, because you have some persistence and I can admire that. She says, so I try the first one and it didn't show up. See exactly what I mean. You can try the emails and if it doesn't work, you're gonna be getting that criminal offense side eye. At this point, I wonder how long you've been standing at the register for. Would it be a genuine 10 minutes, 15 minutes of scrolling, trying to talk and prove that you're not a scammer? trying to prove that your purchase was legit. I don't know. But she says, then I give her the second email and finally she's like, I got it. So thank goodness that second email worked. That would feel like five hours for me. The look she gave me and the relief I got in that moment, OMG. It was literally such an embarrassing experience. Never again. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you got your refund on your Charlotte Tilbury press powder 
and I'm glad that you were, what's that word again? Redeemed. I'm glad that your reputation was redeemed. You didn't look like a scammer. For all my customer service ladies and gentlemen out there, if you were the cashier, what would you do in this moment? Would you stand there and allow her to go through her emails and pictures to prove her legitimate purchase? Or at what point would you just say, you know, ma'am, this isn't working out. Um, maybe you can come back another time just to spare her the embarrassment or to save your store from being scammed because I can understand that she honestly doesn't know whether this was a honest purchase or not. So she's just trying to do her job. We can't throw her hate for that. But I'm really glad that you were able to come in clutch and give the right email to get your money back. A win is a win. And honestly, even though it felt like it took half an hour for you to explain yourself, you were on top of the end, which is all that matters. Okay, so since you told me an embarrassing story, I think it's only fair if I share one of my embarrassing stories. And this happened years ago at camp. And there's a lesson behind this story, so stay tuned. So, I was at camp with my friends. This is summer camp. And we were at the high ropes. We were on the grass and we were told to sit on the grass and watch the high ropes class do their thing. And so they're swinging and zip lining and whatnot. And one of my friends leans over to me and was like, hey, what do you think of this guy over here? And he's the one zip lining or whatever. And I'm like, honestly, he's not my type. He's short and stubby, blah, 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 blah. I'm in middle school, mind you, at this point, so I honestly didn't mean any harm, but I was just being honest. He's not my type. He's short and stubby. You know, lack of a better word, I could have used better vocab, but at that age, where was the tact? So anyways, we're talking, and next thing I know, the girl sitting in front of me turns around and is like, you know that's her brother, as she's referencing to another girl sitting next to her. So the whole time we were talking about which guys we think are cute and the whole time I was saying how this one guy in particular was not my type and how he was short and how he was stubby and all this and that, I was literally sitting right behind his sister. <laughs> how embarrassing. So as a lesson, don't be talking trash in public because you never know who could be listening. Well, not even that. Don't be talking trash in general, but especially in public because it is so true. The walls have ears and you never know where it can end up. You can honestly hurt someone's feelings. Obviously, I pretty much offended the sister who was sitting in front of me the whole time. It was just a lose-lose embarrassing situation for everyone. Best wishes to them wherever they are now. Well, I'm glad we got our embarrassing stories out of the way for now. We are going to jump right into our quote of the week. So our quote of the week obviously has to do with embarrassment and it goes, We all feel ridiculous. We have all been embarrassed. Embarrassment leads not to abandonment though, but to unity. And that is by Sophia Dubois. Well said. I am glad we all can unite over embarrassing stories and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to email in your dilemmas or your story times to brunchwithisome at gmail.com 
and I will see you in the next one.